Welcome to this GasCast Scout Report episode for Tuesday's game against Peterborough under the lights at the Men. I'm your host Tom Metcalf and I'm pleased to say I'm joined by Tim from the Yellow Block. Welcome Tim. Hello, hello, how are we doing? Yep, good, you? Good, yeah, I'm alright thanks. We're, you know, I don't know if you've noticed but we're top of the table so what's not to be, uh, what's not to be happy about just now? Yeah, we're going we're gonna to come to it. Um, so Rovers last out in was a one-all draw away at Rochdale. Uh, Sam Nicholson ended a superb run with a finish to put Rovers ahead in the first half. They were pegged back um, by a missed header from Jack Baldwin that let in Alex Newby to equalise. Um, in the second half, both, chan- uh, both sides had chances to win it, but on balance, a draw was probably a fair result. Uh, Posh, on the other hand, re- recorded a stonking 5-1 win against Shrewsbury, with Sakiri Dembele grabbing a hat-trick. Um, Tim... There was a red card for Shrews just before half time. Yeah. Um, did, was that what turned it into a rout, or was it always going to be a bit of us? No, it, it definitely did. It was uh, up to that point. Shrews, we were very much in the game, and to be honest, we were we weren't playing great. They were probably the better team in that first half. Then, out of nowhere, Vela just made this atrocious tackle. It was one of those ones that you just look at and think, "Why has he done that?" It was the, the ball was on the halfway line. It didn't need to make it. It was. Uh, two foot, you know, lunge. It was just an horrendous tackle, straight red, never in doubt. And after that, Shrewsbury just didn't really seem to produce second half. So um, the scoreline did flatter us. The performance wasn't a 5 1 uh, win type performance, but look, we'll take it. It puts us top. So all good. Yeah. Um, like you said, you're the, you're the form team as well, not just uh, top of the league, but you are in red hot form at the moment. Um, mm. Darren Anthony looks like he's playing a 3-5-2 this season. Um, how has that kind of been working out? Obviously, not too bad. Yeah, we've been doing all we've been doing all right. Um, our, our formation's been quite fluid. We've had games where we've played four at the back. Then we've had other games where we've played wing backs with three at the back. Um, it's it's unusual for Posh to have that kind of fluidity. Normally, we're very much a plan A, sometimes a plan B. But th- this season, we seem to be switching between the two, um, and it, it's it's working well for us. It's been we seem to change depending on the opposition. Um, so, for example, with Shrewsbury on on Saturday, we switched to the wing backs, um, but then during a second half we seem to play more four at the back so it's good that we've got that flexibility and and we can adapt like that it makes it hard for the opposition um so obviously i'm sure you guys will have will have done your homework but it's difficult to know what kind of posh team is going to turn up which i think always gives us an advantage yeah definitely um as always with peterborough focus on attack um how how (laughs) without you know i don't know how to put it you scored five on Tuesday. Is every yeah. game you just smashing loads and loads of goals like usual and then letting a load in at the back? Because yeah. it always seems like that's the posh way, just attack, 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 attack and don't Absolutely. care about defending. Absolutely that. And it's, it's very much a case of you can score four, we'll score five. I would say it's slightly different this year. Um, our defence for the first time in many years looks OK. Um, for example, when we were playing Wigan a couple of weeks back and we were we were winning 1-0 last 10 minutes, it never looked in doubt. And, and a posh team of maybe a year or so ago, we would have gone on to either draw or lose that game. So the defence is is solid. It's certainly the best defence we've had at the club for a long time. Uh, obviously, we we uh, we lost our kind of main striker in the summer in Ivan Tony. Um, we brought in Johnson Clark Harris, um, and yeah, we're, we're doing all right. I mean, it's it's still very much a case of we look to outscore the opposition and, and win the games that way. But 
our, our, it would be wrong to to play down the defence this year because it is one of our stronger points. And as a posh fan, that's a weird concept for us. Um, but uh, it's it's nice. It's it's nice to be able to enjoy a game with only a one goal margin and think actually, you know what, we're good enough to see this through. Yeah, um, you've you've mentioned him. Obviously, we're gonna we're gonna have to talk about him. JCH um, yeah. when he joined, Darren Ferguson did have some choice words about his weight. Uh, sure. How's he looking now? Do you know what he's? So he's he's still very much. Uh, <laughs> without generalising, it's still very much split the fan base. So when he joined, he had huge boots to fill in Ivan Tony, And I think most posh fans accepted he wasn't going to be able to bring everything to the, the, the game that, that Tony did. Um, but he's slowly growing into his role. And actually, he's become one of the, the mainstays of the team, not so much just for his attacking play, but for the fact that he can, he can track back any ball that's above head height as you guys know, he will bring down. Um, and, he, and he gives us that that different movement that perhaps we've not seen before. I mean, physically, it's taken him a while to get match fit. Um, I don't think that's any reflection on you guys or his weight. I just think it's the fact, obviously, we had lockdown. Um, he's He took, it probably took maybe game four or five before he seemed to comfortably get through 90 minutes um, and he still has the odd sort of period now particularly where we're playing Monday uh, so where we're playing Saturday Tuesday every week where he looks tired but we, we got we got him off uh, on Saturday when we were I think three one up so he's had you know he's had 20 minutes ready for Tuesday and I'm fully expecting him to score four against you guys uh, Tuesday night. <laughs> It's it's odds level whenever a striker it's comes written, back. Exactly. It's well, we we've got a bit of a history of exchanging strikers uh, between the two clubs because obviously you had our our uh, how can I word it our uh, I don't want to use failure but it seems like the right description in Tom Nichols here. So um, he let's just say didn't acquit himself too well to the posh fan base um, and uh, he was one of those players that we kind of wanted to go on and not do overly well and so it transpired. Yeah, I think failure actually is, um, I, I think you're putting it mildly. I think you're being nice to him. Because I remember when he first, when you first come to the Mem after he'd, he'd moved and the posh fans were booing him. And obviously we get behind him then because we're like, oh no, no. Of course, yeah. Can't yeah. be having that. Yeah. And then as the kind of years went on and the goals didn't come. <laughs> you like, start to see why. <laughs> yeah, we can see it now. We can I see think it. The, the issue with Nichols was he, I mean, posh are renowned for bringing in good strikers from a lower level and then turning them into it to really, really good players. And we've got a lot of success stories, but equally alongside that, we've got a lot of failures. And unfortunately, Nichols falls into that. And the issue, I think, for posh fans was more that we knew that. And then when he joined you guys, he went on camera saying, oh, I'm going to show Peterborough what they've missed. And it's like you're insulting the posh fan base by sort of saying that actually we don't know what we, you know, what we, we're missing there. And like I say, it kind of played out into, uh, you know, into how we expected really. I'm surprised you guys stuck with him as long as you did because we, we kind of kept tabs on him and, and we could see that he wasn't really pulling up trees down there. So, um, but hey, ho, it, it is what it is. It's um, it's just one of those sort of stories that, that plays around in football. But in return, we'll have JCH and we'll turn him into the next championship striker. Yeah, this is it. Um, I think, you know, arguably he already is a championship striker. I think Graham, uh, Graham Coughlin, when he, when he signed him, uh, said we've got a championship striker on our hands. And then yep. the first few games we were like, and looking at his scoring records, especially at like Coventry and that, and you're thinking, you, you're a bit mad. Are you but sure? Then, yeah. Yeah. He, he was, he's definitely vindicated. Um, and his I, fee going to you, I mean, it, it completely vindicates what he was saying. 
Yeah, I think he's he's done he's he has done well coming to Peterborough because he, he's come with a lot of pressure uh, filling Tony's boots and um, I think it's probably helped in some ways for him that we've not had fans because I think over the first couple of days posh fans are quite impatient generally um, and I think particularly how he did play in those first few games he would have started to get some of the fans on his back but as it's transpired he's he's turned into be a, a really really good buy for us um, I still think you guys did well with the fee. Um, but who knows? We might see in a year or two that he's the next big money move away from us. So um, you know, we'll, we'll have to see. Um, obviously, you've got one of our um, one of our former defenders as well in Jack Baldwin. Who um, I know you just said he missed the header for the goal on on Saturday. He he was a player that came to us who the fans really took to, um, and, and we really hoped big things for him. So um, it's interesting that he's still at our level now. I suppose. Yeah, he came reasonably highly rated from um, Sunderland. Uh, when I spoke to the Roka report and they were saying basically he's just a massive confidence player. If he's low on confidence, yeah. he just can't do it. But yeah. he's, he's been a mainstay since he kind of came in mm. and he looks looks decent. So I'm hoping that, you know, just he'll, yeah. he'll keep improving. Um, yeah. On the Rovers Peterborough connection, uh, you have another Rover, ex-Rovers player, uh, Ryan Broom. Um, yeah. Seemingly behind Smodix in the pecking order. Yeah, I mean, the problem is it's very difficult to um, to get ahead of Smodix, who obviously come from a you know another Southwest team that we won't mention. Um, that he he, I mean, Smodix is is better than League One, so naturally Ryan Broom is gonna is gonna sort of play second fiddle to him. The only thing I would say with Broom, I really really like Ryan Broom. I think his versatility is really really helpful for us in the middle of the park you put him anywhere and he performs um i think he's been unlucky with his game time but i think a lot of that is because he's come into a midfield that um on paper is probably one of the best midfields in the league and i know that sounds arrogant but you look at some of the names that we've got there it's a really really good midfield and it's always going to be hard for him to get into that but credit to him he's whenever he comes on he makes sure that he he makes use of his time. Uh, he, he could have scored in our, our 2-2 draw against Burton last week, um, would have won us the game. It, it was a bit of a sitter, but hey-ho, it happens. He, he, he makes something happen and you know that he's a brilliant impact sub is how I would uh, describe Brian Broom. Yeah, hopefully he can kind of kick on because when he left Rovers, um, the manager then, manager Daryl Clark, kind of said, of all the players that I've let go, I've never regretted it. Yeah. Ryan Bream might be the one to come and one. bite me on the yeah. bum. So yeah, he, he does have that. He does have that aura about him that he could go on and become a, a really, really good player. I think the posh move was the right one for him, but it, it, there is the the fact that it's his his game time might suffer slightly because he's naturally going to play second fiddle to people like Sammy Schnoddix. Yeah, um, as usual with posh, um, the strikers are the the stars. We've spoken about JCH. Um, what can you tell me about Hattrick hero, Ricky Dembele? So, Ricky Dembele will be the the biggest threat to Bristol on Tuesday night. Um, <clears throat> what he does is, uh, I mean, again, he's another player that is above League One level. Um, if I'm honest, if he's if he's playing at the top of his game like he, he did on Saturday, he's a cheat code for us at this level. He's 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 far too good for League One. Um, he's He's quick on the ball, he's quick off the ball, he's clever. He will take on three or four players and just leave them standing. He does it every time without fail. You will get frustrated as fans of the opposition because he will go down a lot and he will draw a lot of free kicks. I think he's, I read a stat yesterday, he's the most fouled player in English football at the moment. Um, he's one of those players, he, he will go down easy and it can be frustrating for you guys. If crowds were in, you would hate him. Um, but as a posh fan, 
we love him uh, because he makes something happen and it doesn't matter how well you mark him um we saw uh, against hull they put three players on him at one point and he was still going through um anything over the top which isn't generally how we play but anything over the top he will be on too two of the goals we got against shrewsbury were exactly that just sort of hopeful long balls that that he broke through and got onto so he will be the one for you guys to watch um, but in doing so, by putting two or three players on him, you then leave the likes of JCH or Schmodix unmarked. And that's where our, our danger lies at the moment. Awesome. Yeah, really looking forward <laughs> to Tuesday now. <laughs> you know what I would, I would say about the way that we play at the moment, and I'm, I'm incredibly pessimistic as a football fan. Our performances don't necessarily reflect our league position is all I would say if I'm trying to give you guys some hope. We're playing well and we are in really good form and our confidence is high. But I would argue that we found that winning uh, formula this year where we can win games without playing well. Um, we beat Hull at their place 2-1 and we only had two shots on target and we didn't play well. Um, everything that we do is on the ground, played out from the back and quickly. Um, but if there's a, a solid midfield, it's patient. And so there'll be very little over the top, which you might think is surprising when we've got JCH up front, but there's very little long ball football. Everything is on the floor. Goal kicks, free kicks will all be taken quickly and short. Um, so as long as you guys can can mark up and press high, there's no reason at all that you can't cause us problems. And we are, we are vulnerable at the back, particularly to quick counter-attacks. Yeah, um, I mean, the pressing high is interesting because that is something that Bengal has been trying to do um, for us. And obviously at this level, it's so difficult to press because players can't do it for 90 sure. minutes. It's, yeah, absolutely. Especially at the minute with the two games a week as well. It's exhausting. Exactly. But we always, we the last few games, we've tended to start really well and really mm -hmm. push right at the start. And it's kind of paid dividends a couple of times where we've got early goals. Yeah. But yeah I, I... well that, that's 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 boding well for you on tuesday because we've been starting games slowly the second half is where we've up the tempo and come into the game particularly then when we bring on the likes of ryan broom with that energy so if you can start well on tuesday um there's no reason at all that it's not a game that you can get something from and and obviously i'm, I'm we're riding a high wave at the moment um but we are beatable um and and there are ways that teams can cause us trouble absolutely Always good to know. Um, so looking ahead towards Tuesday then, can I trouble you for a score prediction? Yeah, so we, when we did uh, the Yellow Block Match Reaction podcast yesterday after the Shrewsbury game, uh, we, we, we ran through score predictions and most of the lads were saying 3-0, 2-0, 4-0 win for, for Posh. I'm, like I say, slightly more pessimistic. I think for me, this has got a score draw written all over it. Um, it's the sort of game that if we win, I will be over the moon because it's the kind of game traditionally that Posh will struggle with Tuesday night. I know there's no fans, but Tuesday night away, having played, you know, uh, five or six games in the space of a couple of weeks, um, I, I'll, I'll be happy if we can come away from, from the game with a point. Um, I would be disappointed if we lose, and that's no disrespect to you guys, but if we want to achieve what we're setting out to this season, we cannot afford to lose um, the game on Tuesday and, and those types of games. So um, the difficulty with Posh at the minute, it really is you don't really know what you're going to get. And looking at your guys' form, it pretty much seems to be similar. You don't, your last five, I think it's one, two, drawn two, lost one. So you don't really know what you're going to get, which for me, I'm playing safe and going for score draw. I'll, I'll bite your hand off. Yeah. Score, <laughs> draw. Uh, I think we will score. With, we seem to get one every game, no matter what. Just, just get one goal. goal. Just a token goal. Yeah, yeah, so I think a 3-1 or a 4-1 loss, I think, uh, is everyone that I've spoken to is pretty pessimistic at the minute. But 
you never know. Um, you've mentioned about what you want to achieve this season. Mm-hmm. Posh, for me, it's always playoffs, if not promotion. I'm assuming same again. Yeah, it's it's promotion for uh, sorry, it's, it's playoffs as a minimum for us. Uh, we were we were shafted heavily by the EFL uh, in the points per game, um, you know, fiasco. We were on an amazing run of form. We were set for definitely playoffs, if not higher. We had a really easy uh, run in, and then somehow we ended up in eighth place with Wickham taking our spot in the playoffs. But hey ho, it's happened. It is what it is. Uh, I'm still incredibly bitter incredibly bitter i'm enjoying the fact that wickham can't um you know can't buy a win at the minute in the championship um the, oh, we're, we're with you on that we yeah it's, it's just see, as well so yeah i'm sure it's just such a it's just such a fiasco but yeah playoffs i think given the way we've started and we're 10 10 games in now so we can use it as a good benchmark i think a playoffs is an absolute minimum but i i do think that the top two is realistic there there's i don't think there's going to be one runaway team in the league this year um all the big teams have, have dropped points early on so i mean it's a weird old season who knows when it's going to finish or how it's going to finish so but playoffs is an absolute minimum which is looking realistic um but anything higher than that uh, i mean we we polled the the peterborough fans pre-season and overwhelmingly they wanted or they thought we could achieve automatics um but yeah, I think I think it's it's got. To, there's only so many years that we can kind of be that team fighting for playoffs and and then not really achieve it. So it's been a frustrating couple of years. But we're in a good place. Um, despite losing Tony, we've we've recruited well and we're looking good. So um, we always do bad at Christmas. So hopefully, if we can get through Christmas and still be there or thereabouts, then who knows? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I think that's pretty much all we've got time for, Tim. Thank you very much uh, for your time. Um, and thank you to you guys who are listening. Um, we've got a giveaway running on our Twitter account at the moment. So if you're winning, interested in winning an A3 print from the football artist celebrating our Wembley win back in 2015, uh, head over to our Twitter to find out how to enter. Um, all that's left for me to say is up the gas. Apart from on Tuesday. Ha 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 